Welcome to First United Methodist Church's worship service. We are a church that strives to know God, love God, and serve God. We are one church with two locations. The Whitmore Lake Campus is located at the corner of Main Street and East Shore Drive at 9318 Main Street in Whitmore Lake, Michigan. The Brighton Campus is located at the intersection of Brighton Lake Road and Grand River Avenue at 400 East Grand River Avenue in Brighton, Michigan. Please visit us online at brightonfumc.org to learn about in-person worship times at both locations. Worship will begin shortly. We are glad that you are with us. Good morning, church. Happy Pentecost. Today is the day where we celebrate the birthday of the church. All right, well, today is a great day where we celebrate Pentecost and the birthday of the church, the coming of the Holy Spirit to the early church community. And so we often celebrate by wearing red, the Pentecost, the flames coming down from heaven. So it's good to look out and see a sea of red in church. It's really good for this Nebraskan to look out and see the sea of red. I feel like I'm at a Cornhusker football game in the fall. Oh, I'm getting, yep, I'm getting uh, signs for Wisconsin as well. All right. Well, we're not doing sports today. Today we are doing worship. And it is great to welcome you to worship. I'm Lindsay Hall. I'm one of the clergy that serves at the congregation here and as well as at our Whitmore Lake campus. And a warm welcome to those who are worshiping with us online. I would invite you, online congregation, to find some communion elements at home, bread, juice, crackers, as we're going to be celebrating the sacrament of Holy Communion later in worship. And today we're also going to be celebrating new members, some folks that are choosing to make this congregation their spiritual home and their place where they're going to be growing in their knowledge and love and service towards God. So today is a great celebration, a fantastic celebration. I'd invite you at some point in the church service to fill out the small connection card you received on the way into worship. Go ahead and share your name and any updated contact information and note some details of ways to get involved. I'd love to point out that we're having a church picnic on the 19th, so I want to start note that that piece on the um, connection card we're having a church picnic on the 19th which is also father's day it'll be outside at our whitmore lake campus we'll have worship outside at 11 glorious day pray for great sunshine and then we'll have a picnic to follow so we'd warmly invite you to be a part of that of course, we'd also turn your attention to the prayer cards that are in your, your pews there. We are a praying congregation that pastors and the care team and the prayer chain love to pray for you. So if there's ways that we can be praying for you or your loved ones, you're invited to fill that out and place it in the offering plate later in worship. Well, let's continue now to praise God in soul and body and spirit. Will you please stand as you feel comfortable? Let's praise God together.
Good morning. Please join me in the opening prayer. Holy Spirit, fill us with a heart for worship. Fill us with a love for God and Jesus and his precious creation. Give us strength to grow into a strong community of faith, full of love and faithfulness. In your name we pray, amen. Please be seated. Scripture reading this morning is from Acts 2, 1 to 13. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were staying. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard his own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus in Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and other parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. 
the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Tom, for reading the, the lesson for us this morning. I always feel bad for the liturgists and hosts that have all of the challenging biblical words and languages and towns, so very well done. Thank you, Tom, for le- reading our scripture lesson this morning. Church, I would invite you to join me in a spirit of prayer. Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit, come fill this place with your presence. Come, Holy Spirit, come speak to us in this time of worship as we gather as a community of faith and sing songs of praise and hear your word. Lord, transform our hearts and minds as we hear this. Help us to ponder and discern what it is that we believe and why and what you are calling us to collectively as a body and individually in our lives. Come, Holy Spirit, come. May you speak through me and to me, Lord. May the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. You who are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Church, it is a great joy to be continuing this third week of our sermon series called I Believe. This week we have been in, this week we're considering what we are believing about the Holy Spirit, what scripture says to us in, in, about the Holy Spirit, what our own lives has taught us about the Holy Spirit, what we're learning together about what the Holy Spirit is doing in this place. Throughout this sermon series, each week we have been inviting you to to ponder and think, what do you believe about God? That was the first week. And then last week, Pastor John preached here and he was inviting you to think, what is it that you believe about Jesus and why is that? And he shared a little bit about what he believes about Jesus. And today we come to this this third week in worship and we're thinking now about the Holy Spirit. What do we believe exactly and why is it that we believe it? If you can remember back a few weeks ago, we had our confirmation students share short little snippets of what their beliefs are, their creeds, their statements of faith. And then as a kind of a launching point and a a spirit of inspiration, we've been, Pastor John and I have been inviting you to think about what you believe and why, and maybe even take on that homework assignment and type on a few keys or, or write down on paper what it is exactly that you believe. So we're thinking about the Holy Spirit. Take out in front of you in your, in, your, in your hymnal rack there, take out your hymnal for a moment. I love our United Methodist hymnal. I'm thankful for technology, but I love this good book of hymns before us. If you were to flip through the hymnal, this morning you would quickly notice that there are very few songs about the Holy Spirit. Now in contrast, there's lots of songs about Jesus. Jesus is the Christ child. Jesus is the the long-awaited Messiah. We can find those through our Advent and our Christmas songs. We find hymns about his baptism, about baptism and ministry. We find hymns about Jesus' passion and death on the cross. And of course, there's hymns in here about resurrection and, and hope and new life as we sing those great Easter hymns. Of course, if you flip through the, the hymnal, you're going to find lots of hymns about being a disciple of Christ, following in his footsteps, calling, you know, hearing from the great lakeshore to follow Jesus. Great hymns, of course, are about Jesus. 
Flipping through the hymnal, particularly towards the front part of the hymnal, you're going to find lots of great hymns about God, the Father, creator of heaven and earth. You're going to find great, great hymns about all creatures of our God and King. You're going to find, oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. You're going to find praise to our maker. You're going to find wonderful, wonderful hymns. But when you're looking through for hymns about the Holy Spirit, it comes up short. There's fewer, fewer that we might sing. If you'll, maybe you can notice for a moment the song that we, you know, a song we sang, Surely the Presence of the Lord is in this place. Or you might notice Sweet, Sweet Spirit, but we still kind of come up short. And then if you flip to the back of your hymnal, 881, 881, we find the Apostles' Creed. And if you were to take a look at the Apostles' Creed in your hymnal, you'll quickly notice that there are, there's, there's theology and beliefs about God, our great Father and creator of heaven and earth, and there's the story of Jesus, who Jesus is, his incarnation, and, and, and what happened to him on the cross. We find that theology there. And then when we come to the Holy Spirit, we find one little line. It says, I believe in the Holy Spirit. And that's just about it. Okay, flip through your front part of the hymnal. I'm, this is, a, this is a, a, a walking through our hymnal today. If you flip to the beginning part of your hymnal, we're going to take a look at the communion liturgy on pages 13 and 14. And under our communion liturgy, again, we see a lot about God. God is creator of heaven and earth. And then we see, hear the story of Jesus Christ, his death. And, and resurrection, and, and turn to page 14, and we remember the story of Jesus on the night before he gave himself up for us. And then we've come to the Holy Spirit, and again, we ask the Holy Spirit's presence and anointing in the work of communion, but very little is said about the Holy Spirit. So when it comes to pondering what we believe and why, it seems as though there's this trend United Methodists or maybe Protestants, they have less to say about the Holy Spirit, at least if you're to flip through your hymnal. And if you ever um, notice pastors, quite often they preach a lot about Jesus and God, and sometimes the Holy Spirit is a little bit lighter. It's like the third or fourth or fifth kid in a large, in a large church. You know, you sort, parents sort of learn, run out of time and energy and less attention. So why is it that the Holy Spirit doesn't get much attention or focus? Why is it that we focus more on the stories of Jesus or the, the letters of Paul, but the Holy Spirit maybe gets left out a little bit? And then we come to this day, this Sunday, and the Holy Spirit finally gets her glory. As we celebrate Pentecost and the birthday of the church, as we st- celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit to the early church community, as Tom read for us, The gathered body is there, and the Holy Spirit comes and is with them, and we finally get to hear the great stories of the Holy Spirit. What is it that you believe, and why is it that you believe it about the Spirit? A couple of weeks ago, Pastor John and I had a chance... We're a married clergy couple for those who are, who, are, who, are you, who are your guests with us today. Pastor John and I had a chance to go back to Garrett, and we took a little vacation trip to celebrate our 10th anniversary, and we went to the Garrett Chapel there, and we went, entered into the space where we had worshipped for many years of seminary, and we had a chance to renew our vows, and walking into the door of that sanctuary... I was reminded of a great seminary professor who was a fantastic preacher, and she would always say, that Holy Spirit, she's one bad sister. 
one bad sister, that Holy Spirit. And in saying that, she was really articulating, you never know how the Holy Spirit's going to work and move in our lives. That surprising spirit. And yet, sometimes the spirit will come down like a, a great flame of tongues upon and being present and with, the, with the early church community. And sometimes we have to really listen. For it's in the silence and it's in the quietness of life. Then we're aware of the spirit's working. There's quite a few things that uh, I want to share with you this morning, quite a few things that I believe about the Spirit. And, and first I want to share, I believe the Spirit is God's presence with us. Just like the Spirit came to the early church community there at, at Pentecost, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit's presence is God always with us. You know, there's moments in our lives when we don't always, when we need to be reminded that we're not alone. And it's the Spirit of God that's with us, reminding us that God will never leave us nor forsake us. It's in the moments when you get the cancer diagnosis or when your relationships seem to be crumbling or when you're struggling with what to do for your aging parents or how to care for your kids. The Spirit is there in your midst, never leaving you, nor forsaking you. It was about 20 years ago, actually 20 years ago, just about this time, I remember um, I had come back from a, a little vacation with a friend, had a great trip to St. Louis, had a great, uh, some time away, and uh, saw the St. Louis Arch and enjoyed, you know, all the tourist stuff and came back. I had just graduated from high school, just graduated the weekend before, I think, and came back and there was some news that was shared with my parents. And they, my, my mom shared that she was, was going, going to be going through some cancer treatments, that she was newly diagnosed. And in that moment, I knew the Spirit of God was with me. Then who knows what lie ahead, but I knew that the Spirit of God was with me, never leaves you nor forsakes you. The Holy Spirit is there in your lives too, if we listen quietly. Second thing, I, I believe the Holy Spirit guides us and directs us. So I'm going to step off the chancel here real quick and grab my cell phone. Like a GPS that's willing to give us directions in life, right? The Holy Spirit guides us and directs us in our life. Like if you open up your Google Maps and, and, or you ask Siri directions to the, like, the latest and greatest coffee shop or, or how to get on a road trips where you're going, the, the Holy Spirit guides us like those GPS maps. Like the, uh, the, the, the road signs that mark our way. When we're driving our car and we come to that red sign that says S-T-O-P, right? It tells us what to do. It tells us to stop. Or when we're going and throughout life and we come and, and it, the, the light says green, we keep going. And yellow, it's caution. And it's red, it's slowed down. When we, when we look at the road signs in life that says speed limit's 55 and we're going 75, whoa, we got to slow down. The Holy Spirit guides us and directs us in, in, in our life, just like those fork-in-the-road moments. Ever drive in and you come to a, a fork in the road and you think, should I go left or should I go right? The Spirit guides us in terms of our direction, those navigational road maps. Do you ever find yourself in a situation where you're not really supposed to know what you're supposed to be doing? Ever find yourself thinking, 
should I go to this college or that college? Do you ever find yourself saying, what, 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 what should I do with my kids? We're going through a hard time. Do you ever find yourself perplexed and not knowing if you should go left or right or straight or, or turn back around? The Spirit of God guides us. Third, I think the Holy Spirit counsels us and helps us to make those right decisions. A few years ago, I was working with some confirmands, and um, they, they were struggling with an understanding, now, what exactly is the Spirit? I said, well, do you ever have that kind of like gut instinct? Just kind of like in your gut, you know the right thing to do. It's not necessarily saying that it's the easy thing to do or the thing you want to do, but do you ever have that gut instinct? It's the Holy Spirit working in our lives, helping to make those right choices. Like that wise, discerning spirit, like that grandmother that just has wisdom to pour out upon us. Like, like, those, like those experienced parents that turn to somebody that just had a newborn baby that has some wise counsel and advice to give. The Holy Spirit helps us know what to do, helps us know right from wrong, and in that same breath kind of convicts us of our sin when we've done the wrong thing. But because of grace... We're forgiven time and time again. That gut within us, the Spirit of God guiding, if we might just trust the Spirit's leading. Fourth, I see the Spirit of the Holy Spirit as the one who gives us each special gifts. I want to turn our attention to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 11. And this scripture reading I'm going to read for us, in addition to what Tom shared about the story of, of Pentecost and the coming of the Holy Spirit, this scripture reading from 1 Corinthians I'm going to share is the story of all the gifts that God gives us. I'm reading from the message translation. This is Eugene Peters' message translation. It's kind of a common, everyday uh, uh, translation. We, in our hymnals, I believe we have, or in our pew Bibles, there, I think we have the NRSV translation. This is a great translation. It's very modern and kind of summarizes the scripture. It's nice to hear translations from different, um, uh, hear translations in different uh, contexts. We might take different things away. So from 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God himself is behind it all. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it, and everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit to all kinds of people. The variety is wonderful. Wise counsel, clear understanding, simple trust, healing the sick, miraculous acts, proclamation, distinguishing between the spirits and the tongues and, and the interpretation of the tongues. All of these gifts have a common origin, but they are handed out one by one by the Spirit of God he decides who gets what and when. Amen. When we think about this scripture from, from 1 Corinthians, we know that everybody has a great gift given, or gifts given from the Holy Spirit. And when we're given a gift, 
man, it's a shame when you, when you don't use it. Man, it's a shame when you're given a gift that you, you know, return it back to the store and think, well, that's a really nice shirt, but it's not quite in my size. Or, you know, it's a real shame when you receive a really nice gift and, and you never use it. Is anybody ever a saver? Like you get those really nice note cards from somebody or really nice bath soaps or really nice, right? So whatever gift it is, but you think, I just got to save this. I can't use it. It's too good. What a shame if you don't use the like hand lotion you're given, ladies, or the bath soaps or whatever, right? Those things. What a shame if you never eat those really good Christmas cookies that you're given as a gift. Everybody's given a gift, but we're called to use it for God's glory. Each of us has given a gift from the Spirit. What are those gifts that God has specifically given you to be a part of the great community of faith, to use for God's glory? This past week, Pastor John and I and some delegates from our church were a part of the Michigan Annual Conference that took place up in Traverse City. It was a week of worship. It was a week of gathering as a body of Christ from United Methodist Churches from across Michigan. And it's a great joy. I serve on the Board of Ordained Ministry, and it's a great joy to interview candidates who are coming before us in their process towards ordination and commissioning. And it's a great joy in that, my role in that in the, in, on the Board of Ordained Ministry to coordinate and to oversee and put together the service of ordination. And I'll tell you, when we have this worship service, we recognize people that are our local pastors that have graduated from course of study. We recognize those on their journey of commissioning and ordination. And it's a great celebration of how God is working in the life of these folks that have been called into ordained ministry. So I want to share with you, it was wonderful to be able to celebrate Pastor Bob, Pastor Bob Fuchs, who was our Whitmore Lake campus pastor just a couple of years ago before John and I came. We got to celebrate his course of study graduation and and commissioned folks and ordained folks, and it was so good to see how the Spirit of God is moving in the lives of these folks. To see Pastor Bob and go, the Spirit of God is working in your life, and you've been able to bless a a tremendous congregation at Brighton and Whitmore Lake, and he says hello, and just want to pass on blessings. And, And the Spirit of God is also moving in your life, too. The gifts that God has given you, let's don't save them for a rainy day, but let's use them now. The church needs you to use your gifts now for his glory. All right, fifth, I got one more, one, more, one more note to say. Right, you learn in seminary, three points is all people can handle. Well, I got five for you this morning, so hang on. <laughs> Pop quiz at the end. The Spirit of God also produces these fruits in our lives. From Galatians 5, verse 22, I'm reading from the NRSV translation this time. It says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Patience, did I say that one? Because that's the one that the Holy Spirit works on in my life. Man, you need patience? Have a couple of children. (laughs) The Holy Spirit works in our lives, shaping us to become more like Christ and transforms our lives. And, And as we start doing that, the Spirit starts popping up this fruit in our lives. So what fruit comes naturally to you? that the Spirit blesses you with, like, right? So sometimes 
We walk outside and maybe you have fruit trees in your backyard or you have, you know, raspberry bushes or are there gardeners among us, right? There's maybe you grow vegetables, I'm mm-hmm, seeing some nods, or, or you grow fruit and there's this beautiful stuff that just naturally pops up and then there's things that we really have to work at. Like, I don't know what it's like to grow a, a pineapples in Michigan, but we probably have to work at that, you know, or mangoes or something, right? There's other things we have to really work at. So what fruit of the Spirit do you need to work on in your life at this time? Today's a good day. We sing happy birthday. We wear our red. We celebrate the Holy Spirit's presence with us. And church, I would invite you to continue pondering and praying what it is that you believe. Not just what's on page 881 in the Apostles' Creed, not just what Pastor Lindsay and and Pastor John are always like blabbing at you, but what is it that you believe? And why is it that you believe it? For what you believe matters. It shapes your heart and life. It guides your actions. And as you think about that, how is God then asking you to take from what you believe? Not just hold on to it, but live it out in the world. How is God calling you to live it out in the world at this time? Amen. Let's pray. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us, mold us, fill us, use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Amen. This time I'd invite our seven new members to come forward. The Spirit of God has been moving in this place. Come on up, Calvins. Come on up, Michelle. Come on up, Ron and Christine and Keith and Connie. The Spirit of God is moving in this place, bringing forth new life in great ways. And the Spirit of God has placed upon the hearts and lives of of these seven folks that I'm a pleasure to introduce you to if you haven't had an opportunity to meet. These seven folks are choosing today to join in church membership and claim Brighton and Whitmore Lake First UMC as their church community. And it is a joy to, to celebrate this new member time with you. Oh, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we're initiated into Christ's holy church, and we're incorporated into God's mighty act of salvation. We're given new birth through water and the Spirit, and it's a gift given to us from God without a price tag. And then through confirmation, right, when we're youth, through confirmation and through the reaffirmation of our faith, we also renew that covenant that was declared for us our baptism, and we acknowledge what God is doing, and we affirm our commitment to Christ's church. And that's what we're doing here this morning. Today, it's a great joy to present for membership Connie and Keith Brinkerhoff. Do you want to give a little wave so people know who you are if they haven't had the pleasure of meeting you? And Michelle Carveth. It's a great joy. She has two young, sweet children, and Ron and Christine Smedley, And Megan and Charles Calvin have a couple of young, sweet kids as well. It's a great joy to welcome these folks into the fold of our church congregation. So dear saints, amen, let's celebrate them. God is good. 
So dear saints, on behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness? Do you reject the evil powers of this world and repent of your sin? If so, please say, I do. Amen. Do you accept the freedom and the power that God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, please say, I do. And do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior? Put your whole trust in his grace and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church, which Christ has opened to people of all ages and nations and races. If so, please say, I do. Amen. And according to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives in the world? It's a big one. If so, say, I will. Amen. Congregation, and congregation online that's watching us, do you as Christ's body, the church, do you also reaffirm your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? Do you hear what I'm asking? Do you affirm your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? If so, say, we do. We do. Amen. And will you nurture one another in the Christian life and faith and now include Michelle and Ron and Christine and Connie and Keith and Megan and Charles? Will you also include them in your prayers and love and care? Your response is on the screen. With God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We will surround these persons with a community of love and forgiveness, that they may grow in their trust of God and be found faithful in their service to others. We will pray for them, that they may be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to life. Amen. Those are vows and a commitment we're making today. So I challenge you to really take that on. Well, let's remember not only the action that call, which we're called to do, but let's remember our faith in Christ. I would invite us to remember our faith as we find it in the Old and the, the New Testament scriptures. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended to the dead, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? New members, new disciples on this journey, as members of this congregation, as disciples of Christ who are growing spiritually here, Will you faithfully participate in its ministries through your prayers, through your presence, through your gifts, your service, and witness? In other words, we want you to be a part of this community of faith, to use those gifts that the Spirit has, has called you and gifted you with uniquely, 
to pray, to witness, to be here, to be active in this congregation, to get to know these fabulous people? If so, please say, I will. And congregation, as members of the household of God, I now commend these persons into your love and care. Into your love and care. In all your power, in all your power, do all you can to increase their faith, confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. Your response is on the screen. We give thanks for all that God has already given you, and we welcome you in Christian love. As members together with you in the body of Christ, and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. May the God of all grace who has called us to eternal glory, may he establish you and strengthen you by the power of the Holy Spirit. And may he give you peace. Amen. Let's celebrate. That is good. After worship, as they're milling around in the, in the sanctuary or maybe out in, the, in the, um, the community room, I'd invite you to warmly welcome them and make them feel at home. Amen. You can be seated.
Church, I'd invite you. I'd invite you to join me in a spirit of prayer as we pray for those this morning that are receiving the prayer quilts. For Stephen, who's a friend of the Urban family. For Bodhi, who's a friend of Susie and Denny Dahlman. Let's hold Stephen and, and Bodhi in our prayers. A loving God, Spirit of the living God, we lift up to you this morning, Stephen and, and Bodhi, who are in need of your loving care. Wrap them in your warm embrace. Fill them with your grace. And as they receive these prayer quilts, may they know the great love that you have for them and the support and the prayers from this congregation of faith. And may they know that they walk their journey not alone, for you never leave them nor forsake them. So bless these folks and bless these hands that prepared the quilts that we may continue this beautiful ministry in Christ's name and for God's glory. And we join together as a community of faith, praying the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I invite us now to the communion table. So our congregation that's worshiping online or at home, I, I hope that you have found some bread or crackers or, or chips or, or something, some type of bread from bread to, to celebrate communion and maybe some grape juice or wine or water. And we come to the table because of God's grace. We come to the table knowing it's, it's not my table and it's not your table, it's Christ's table. So that means it's the hugest table in the entire world across the entire universe and there is an unending number of chairs that can be pulled up to God's beautiful table where we do receive bread and we do receive juice, grape juice, Welch's grape juice, but we receive so much more than that. We receive the forgiveness of Jesus Christ and the love of God and the presence of the Spirit to help us live our faith out in the world. And so we come to this table remembering that on the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took bread as he was gathered with his disciples in the upper room, and he took bread and he gave thanks to God for it. Oh, we should be giving thanks to God for every moment and every breath and every day of our lives. He took the bread, he gave thanks to God for it, he broke it, and he gave it to the disciples. And he said, take Eat this bread, it's my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was then over, Jesus again, he took a cup, and he gave thanks to God for it, and he blessed it, and he gave it to the disciples, telling them to drink from this, all of you, for this is the blood of a new covenant. It's poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins, do this, drink this as often as you may in remembrance of me. The bread of life has been given for us and the cup of joy has been poured out for us. And so in remembrance of these mighty acts that Jesus Christ has done for us, we respond 
We respond, and we, we, in praise, in a spirit of praise, in a spirit of thanksgiving, we respond. We respond with our hearts and our lives to be a part of the work of Christ in this world. We respond to be a part of, of justice and reconciliation and grace. We respond to be peacemakers in this world. We respond with all those gifts God has given us that we might be a part of living it out in the world. Let's pray. God, may you pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of the bread and the cup. Make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ and one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forevermore. Amen. In a moment, the ushers are going to direct you to come forward to receive the communion elements. Um, and I would invite our communion servers to also come forward. There's going to be two serving stations. Uh, some communion servers will be over here, and uh, other communion servers will be over here, and I'll hold the basket of gluten-free elements. So if you have gluten-free needs, I'll be holding that in the center. I'd invite you to take a bag of the communion elements, return to your seat, and then we'll consume the elements together. Come forward as the ushers direct you, please. The bread of life given for you. The cup of grace poured out for you. response to the God's grace working in our lives. We're given gifts to use, and in response to God's grace in our lives, we're called to respond through the giving of, of, our, of our financial gifts so we can be a part of building God's kingdom and sharing God's joy in that way as well. And so it is a joy to give. It is a joy to serve God. And so at this time, the ushers are going to wait upon us and, and give us this joyful opportunity to share, to share and be a part of the ministry in this place. You come wait upon us.
God in three persons, accept and use the offerings we bring today. Use them to build a community of faith that will stand the test of time. In your name we pray, amen. Just three announcements I want to lift up this morning. If you have kids that are four years of age through ninth grade and that love to sing and love to dance, our summer musical camp is going to be the week of June 20th. That is coordinated and led by Susan Kimball back here on the organ. She leads that beautiful summer camp ministry. And the first read through that is happening today and uh, to assign parts. So connect with Susan if you have a kid or a grandkid who might enjoy being a part of the summer musical. She's back here at the organ. Also, as I mentioned at the beginning of service, but we need lots of reminders, that church picnic and outdoor worship service is the 19th. Worship will be outside at 11 o'clock and picnic to follow. We are also going to have worship here in the sanctuary at 930. So if you want to double worship, that's fun. Or just come on out to at 11 o'clock. And the third announcement, I turn over to Allison, who is all prepared with some fun for us. Come on up, Allison. Well, I hope it's okay. This is the only red I had. But I wanted to be appropriately colored. Um, so I'm actually here to talk about VBS. But as you know, we're near the end of the school year. So I don't know if you were warned there would be a quiz today. But don't worry. It's not how to wear a hat. It's, it's just three questions. And 
so you can just participate by raising your hand. The first one is, do you like to party? Okay, yep. How do you feel about food? Do you like food? Okay. All right, third one. Do you love Jesus? Awesome. Okay, so the good news is everyone who raised their hand is qualified to come see me at the table and sign up to volunteer for VBS. Woohoo! So, yay! This year's theme is food truck party. And in the Bible, food is talked about a lot. And actually, people getting together to enjoy food, which we now call a party. And so this is going to be a really fun week for kids. So I'm looking for people to volunteer, both to be there during the week of VBS, which this year is August 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, but also for people to come and help me out beforehand to build things, color things, paint things, whatever, lots of different things. So if you are in even fifth grade currently, all the way through, as old as you would like to be, I will take your help. I would love to talk to you today. So there's a couple things. One is I have these tickets that are in the table. There's a display in the community room. So feel free to grab a ticket. If you're at the age to attend VBS, this is also how you or your parent would register you for VBS. There's a QR code to scan. But also if you're going to volunteer, you can also register to volunteer by scanning this too. So there's a whole bunch of these, or you can share these with your neighbors, your friends, whatever. We'd love to have you. So that is about VBS. And then my second thing to tell you about is this currently, I don't know if you know because they're not really loud right now, but right now while this service happens, there's a Sunday school class that goes on. And I think when I came up, there were 12 kids in there enjoying Sunday school, taught by three wonderful volunteers. And during the summer, in the months of July and August, we want to do something special for the kids. And so we're calling it Super Summer Sunday Super Skills Summer Sunday, there's a lot of S words, but anyway, the idea is that I would love if you have a special skill or interest or talent or anything that you could share with our Sunday school class, then please come and see me. And don't think, oh, they won't care about that. It just, just run it by me. You never know. It could be anything from, if you're a nature enthusiast, I want to take the kids and walk them around and talk about the nature just right here on our property. If you love to bake, we can go in the kitchen and bake some muffins one Sunday. But we want to do something fun and different each Sunday in July and August. So you can come and see me for that too. Thank you so much. That is a good opportunity to use all those gifts and skills and talent that the Holy Spirit has given you in service to God's glory and a fun time with our Sunday school kids on Sunday mornings. Look at that, coming all full, full circle. All right. May you go forth now with the love of God, the peace of Jesus, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Go forth to love God and serve neighbor. Amen. We are so glad you worshiped with us. We are a church that strives to know God, love God, and serve God. You are invited into this mission by worshiping, joining one or more small groups, sharing prayer requests, and becoming part of the community. We are one church with two locations. 
The Whitmore Lake Campus is located at the corner of Main Street and East Shore Drive at 9318 Main Street in Whitmore Lake, Michigan. The Brighton Campus is located at the intersection of Brighton Lake Road and Grand River Avenue at 400 East Grand River Avenue in Brighton, Michigan. Please visit us online at brightonfumc.org for details about in-person worship at both of our two locations. We hope you were blessed by this worship. Please click the like button, subscribe to our channel, share this video, and join us again next week.